Hello and welcome to the coopgaming.info podcast thing. It's a video cast and we're planning on making it a podcast. Um, I'm John. I'm Genevieve. And together we're the co-op gaming team, I suppose. <laughs> um, so just visit our website if you haven't already. We have some previous videos. Um, we kind of changed the camera angle. That's the biggest change <laughs> we made this time. So anyway, um, we have a few things to talk about today, I suppose. Yeah, not r- not really uh, <laughs> any huge updates for no, the website or anything. Uh, yeah, so we, we posted a new article on the website, sort of about video game loot. Um, in specific, we talk about how the loot in Fallout 76 in particular and um, Fortnite Save the World to a lesser extent have kind of like made looting seem bad or Genevieve in particular won't loot anything. Yeah, to us kind of for very different reasons between the two games with um, Fallout just being a terrible experience no matter what you were kind of doing in there. And we played it for about a month, I think. Yeah, we we played pretty hardcore for like at least a month. and Before giving up on it for just being a terrible game. Right, I mean, at a high level, Fallout 76, just a terrible game. (laughs) Um, in the article, we talk specifically about how bad the loot is, um, kind of in particular, just the fact that Fallout, the Fallout games in general are like loot games, and it's pretty offensive that the loot system in Fallout 76 is as bad as it is, kind of going from terrible crafting up to terrible inventory management problems, and, um, just the fact that the looting kind of sucks and you always get weighed down and everything. Yeah, and then in, in Save the World, we were m- more just talking about efficiency versus inefficiency in uh, collecting the materials. and. Right. Um, yeah, so in Fortnite Save the World, there's um, the looting in general is pretty good, but there's a lot of problems kind of with as you progress through the game... Um, the way you collect materials and do stuff like that kind of gets like a little bit more involved and it gets irritating. Um, they kind of stack up requirements for like getting a lot of materials and stuff like that. And the game isn't always conducive to that or else you kind of have to like go out of your way in order to always be using your pickaxe on stuff to in order to be able to keep up with the amount of materials you need later on. Well, anyway, check out the article. <laughs> I feel like we just did a terrible job summarizing or speaking vaguely about what was a lot clearer in the article. And if any (laughs) of you have opinions on, uh, I mean, when people complain about loot, they're usually just complaining about drop rates and uh, not being able to get the stuff that they need. And the article isn't exactly about that, but more about the system of it and and, um, how close it is to the way people go about acquiring items in real life and how kind of games punish punish or reward the natural way everybody kind of wants to get great stuff or upgrade their stuff or uh, make new things. So l- let us know what you think, and if you think of games, that kind of logic applies to. I think in the article we talked about Monster Hunter World being a game that did have a kind of great loot system that was kind of true to life and easy to understand and use and didn't kind of punish the player for wanting things or wanting to upgrade their things. 
Right. And show you the articles on the site. Um, we just did a bad job summarizing it, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, that was a cool part too. And we kind of talk about what like looting is in real life and how it kind of like relates to looting in video games. So anyway, check it out. Still didn't get our Path of Exile interview or our review. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> or written. Yeah, that haven't worked on yeah, it that's at all. that's gonna be a bit of a time coming, just because we had some ideas for like how we wanted to review or talk about Path of Exile, and right now we're kind of like working on a Elder Scrolls Online article that is probably like the biggest thing standing in the way of beginning writing about Path of Exile. Yeah, yeah, long time coming, Elder Scrolls review. <laughs> From our time when we used to play it a lot. Yeah, when we were like compulsive ESO players and we didn't have any lives or anything. So we have kind of like a lot to say about that game and we'll probably get an article on ESO up sometime in the next like month or something in case you're interested in seeing that. <laughs> so on that note, we, we stopped playing Path of Exile, at least for now. Right, um, so in the last video, I guess you could call that episode one, we kind of talked about getting better at Path of Exile, and now, like, maybe a week and a half or two weeks later, we don't play it at all anymore, um, and so there's, like, a lot of reasons for that, I guess, but um, ultimately, it's because the end game in Path of Exile is just a grind, like, you're really just grinding for levels. And then if you ever die, it makes that grind really irritating. It, you know, like, if you die in Path of Exile and, like, your goal is to level up, you, c you like, ruin your whole night, so. Well, yeah, we were talking about it the other day. I think, the well, the reason that we stopped playing is because the new league is coming out. The, ar the league we started in Synthesis is closing. New thing coming out June 3rd, right? Oh, yeah, I guess supposedly they have their... I don't know if the patch is coming out June 3rd or if, like, the new... Yeah, yeah, th there's, like, a patch and the new oh, league. okay. But, um... S so we had kind of, being beginner, first-time players, <coughs> advanced kind of as far as we reasonably could in the amount of time that we played. What level did we end up ending? We were... Like high 80 80s or 88, something? 88, which... I know it's really hard to get, like, past level 95, mm -hmm. but if you even get to, like, level 90 in Path of Exile, you're, like, pretty hardcore. Right, right. And so there was a lot more of exciting, there was a lot more exciting stuff to discover kind of right outside, probably, I, like, I don't know, oh. six or eight days of grinding away from where we were, like, the oh yeah. the mega bosses in, mm -hmm. in uh, the memory nexus and... A lot of the tougher bosses and oh, right. the maps and, and tougher content and types tougher too. Content. Like we saw stuff about like special, like I don't know, mutated maps or you know, yeah, yeah, just like stuff beyond what we were doing. But we just couldn't like get into doing that grind like well, every night. And we weren't gonna be able to get there between now and the oh, new like the beginning of the new league. The That's new right league, too, right? Yeah, and. One thing I'd like to say about Path of Exile is the grind at the end is so tough. And if you see people talking on Twitter and stuff, they kind of say, like, oh, like, n level 95 for the last, like, week. I'm trying to get to level 96 tonight, and, like, hopefully I won't die. And I feel like in Path of Exile, the only break you get from 
from like the grind or the ultimate grind at the end of it is just like making a new character, right? And so we really, or I didn't, I mean, generally probably didn't either, but I didn't want to make a new guy right before this new patch came out where supposedly they're like rebalancing all the melee and they're adding like a dodge mechanic and like all kinds of cool stuff like that. So it seemed a little bit silly to like make a new guy like right before all these kind of like sweeping game changes are coming. Yeah, big changes. And then... So th- that was the overall reason why we just stopped playing for now. And then the, the more specific reason was despite overcoming different times over the course of leveling up where we were dying constantly or not able to advance, <coughs> we reached another another spate of kind of terrible and raging oh, right. deaths. And like a plateau too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and just uh, recalling back to the last episode, they are nerfing the Call of Ancients yeah. thing. That was kind of like one of our bigger breakthroughs was getting that. So like, God knows how you're gonna survive in the end game in Path of Exile without that. But hopefully, hopefully, like you'll be able to build a guy that can, or like maybe with the melee changes, some somebody can change. Yeah, somebody <laughs> can and somebody will, but it might not be us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I so I was trying to say, I think the last couple of days there was one day we played where I was kind of fine and John died a bunch of times. <laughs> it's really hard to keep playing and uh, not be pissed off at that game in particular when you lose, like, your entire bar oh of yeah, XP. Oh, yeah, man. It sucked. Like it's I you, don't, you really don't want to play anymore. Yeah, I built up those two bars over the course of, like, two days of, like, kind of, like, not playing a lot. But, you know, like, if you play, like, five or six hours over two days, you get two bars out of five of experience. And then, like, that last night, I died twice and lost, like, one of those bars. So it just, like, completely negated, like, a whole day of play in, like, less than the space of, like, two minutes, those two deaths came. Yeah, you kind of get in a bitter mood. So then (laughs) that day John died, he's, like, in a bitter mood and kind of doesn't want to keep playing. Then I think the next day I died a bunch of times and, like, I ended up in a bitter mood. Yeah, and, and like, all you do is, like, you grind and kill the monsters. And then, like, when you die, you just, like, see all those, like, repetitions of killing the monsters, like, slipping out of your hands. Yeah, yeah, but we were arguing about the death penalty in the game and how uh, vicious and brutal it is, and it does inspire you to, you know, change your build, make a better build, see what other people have done, and it is satisfying to, uh, you know, encounter a problem and solve it and get past the problem, but uh, it's it's not easy it's not easy to it's not easy to solve the problem right, in that game and there's <laughs> no there's no like help there's no oh yeah and there's not there's not the always a clear path to improving your character and if you kind of like can't see it or can't like think of it and like maybe like the only way you're going to improve is some better gear it's just like hard to keep engaging with yeah yeah but the the game was successful in kind of retaining us as players cuz we were both dying to try the new the new melee mechanics right i mean yeah like i can't wait to try it you know like yeah, yeah, and see they the added like and yeah they added the dodge like I, it seems like the game could have used like a dodge mechanic you know just as like something to wail on when you're like running across the map if nothing else you know i'll also say and i don't know if we mentioned this in the other video but every night that we've played together each of us i would say has had at least two blue screens Oh yeah, in the that the game. right. And 
and I guess that's probably like a PS4 specific issue less than like I mean yeah. maybe people on computer are crashing too. No, I don't think so. Right, yeah. So if you're playing Path of Exile on PS4 like they still they didn't fix that yet. Maybe they'll fix it eventually. Like I feel like they're a company that might fix it. But it could just be something wrong with like PlayStation too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how often other people are blue screening versus versus uh the other performance issues people have like uh the lag or what oh we had some video showing showing that uh just jerky horrific oh right like just the uh it's possible in path of exile for like the frame rate to drop to two just because of like how much garbage is going on and so that's pretty annoying but i also don't think that's something that they'll ever fix oh yeah because it's just like a limitation with the playstation's like processing power yeah, but I, I was trying to say, like, when you're getting two, three blue screens per night. Oh, and then, oh, here's the other thing. I can't believe I completely forgot this. John could no longer get into my memory oh. nexus. It just <laughs> wouldn't work. It's some kind of, like, bizarre, horrific, pernicious bug. Right. That <laughs> Yeah, that made us turn the game off one night just because, like, I had done all my memory nexus stuff and Genevieve needed to do it. We could like see all these really cool chests that were just like piling up. Yeah. And I, I like my PlayStation account or like whatever the problem was. I just, every time I tried to teleport to Genevieve's nexus, it just, it would send me to some like the Templar laboratory, just some like garbagey part of the game. And I couldn't get there in, at all. in the past that had happened that particular glitch like where we were in the templar laboratory then tried to get to the memory nexus or something and it wouldn't work and we were we were able to to get there by traveling somewhere else or restarting the game or something or other but finally we couldn't anymore uh, so i'm just trying to say it it was like some of the bitterness over those deaths again then the new league coming out and then those those uh, performance issues kind of remaining right. finally and made us. Yeah, and that's, that's just like a maddening bug, too, because, yeah. like, it completely shut us out of the game, but it also wasn't something that you could, like, send a ticket in for or, like, reboot the game and fix. Like, it was just, like, a bug that existed that was probably never going to be acknowledged, and, like, maybe someday in the future something will change and, like, the bug won't be there. But, like, as long as it was there it it was really hard for us to like play together so that was like all those things kind of like added up to us not playing path of exile anymore and anyway moving on to our next topic that's related to that is we kind of stopped playing path of exile and we like weren't quite sure what other game we were gonna play right yeah yeah yeah, so it sucks to not have, like, a game you play. We, <laughs> like, remember those times we were, like, just looking at, like, our game library. Yeah, And yeah. it all just looked like hell. Like, it, none of it seemed good. But anyway, um, during that time, I got, like, an email from Sony about, like, this new ARPG coming out called Dauntless. And so I downloaded it to our PlayStation. It's kind of, like, sight unseen. And do you want to describe Dauntless? Well, we were just completely flabbergasted to open just this kind of like ugly, crappy Monster Hunter 
with the <laughs> same with the same flying paper airship and uh, kind of like burly. Oh yeah, and like oh so <laughs> anyway, burly Dauntle- hunter man. Yeah, telling like you something. in case you don't know, Dauntless. I don't know when it was released. It was recently released on PlayStation Four though, and it is just a straight up clone of Monster Hunter World. Like the first cutscene is like going you're like going into the mess hall on the ship remember that yeah, yeah. opening cutscene on monster hunter and then like just like in monster hunter like a monster or something like that like sends Knocks the, sh- you off yeah. the ship. yeah and then like your guys like grasping at like trying to hang on to the ship and then you like tumble out and you you come into this messed up like island type world and it's just like it's just it's everything about the game is a clone of monster hunter and it was like trippy logging into this without knowing it, and we were like, "Wow, like look at that! It's just like Monster Hunter." And we had no idea what it was about at first. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know what kind of game we were about to play. <laughs> right, and so we didn't end up playing very much of that. I think we could only tolerate it for like one night, right? Yeah. So you had to wait to get onto the server. Oh, right. And that <laughs> seemed at first I was excited because I thought, oh, maybe. Well, we thought, oh, right. We thought like, oh, if there's an actual queue to get in, then like maybe it's a pretty good game. And we thought that if they were like kind of preventing players from logging well, in and making it really laggy. Yeah, we thought it was open world, I guess, at right. that time. Yeah, and I thought like, okay, it's like limited. So maybe the performance in there is really good. But it w- it wasn't actually an open world. No, game. it's not open world at all. And I guess at first it was like kind of interesting because I thought like, oh man, like maybe they're cloning Monster Hunter and they're like adding these things that like kind of like would expand on Monster Hunter World somehow or like be better. And I guess one of the things we thought is that it might be like an open world version of Monster yeah, Hunter. Yeah, I'm not sure why. It wasn't. Right, it wasn't. It was like it was just a bad version of Monster Hunter. They took away all the things that uh, added, like, a character or charm or a little bit of interest to Monster Hunter. Right, like, there was no, like, Palico, or maybe there will be one later. (laughs) Yeah, no Palico, no tracking the monster. Oh, yeah, there was... Oh, so anyway, in Dauntless, you... It's really weird, but there's, like, the town where you go... And then pretty much the only thing you can do is, like, queue into, like, a next monster to kill, you know? Yeah, in Dauntless, they seem to just pretty much, you click into the mission and they kind of hand you the monster there oh on yeah, the so platter. Right, in Dauntless, when you go into the mission, if you just run your character forward, the monster will be, like, sitting there kind of, like, waiting for you. And yeah, except one mission, none of us found it nobody in the group and so everyone ran ran around for like more than 10 minutes looking for the stupid right, monster but there was no way to actually track it or yeah yeah so like all the all the kind of stuff in monster hunter that's cool like the spores on the ground and you're like tracking the monster through this kind of like serene island place and like you're like looking at all the scenery and so in Dauntless, that's all just, like, completely cut out. Like, you just yeah, go you straight just to the monster. Him, take care of and him. And you kill him. And I guess, like, what I will say about it is the combat seemed to be done okay. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and there were, like, different weapons, just like in Monster Hunter, and each weapon had its own moveset. And, like, any anything you can, like, describe in Dauntless is just a pretty clear ripoff of, like, the stuff that's in Monster Hunter. And so it's just, like... 
done differently and oh and it's free to play that's like the big mm-hmm. difference it's like it's much worse and it's free to play so i and mean then oh, sorry, so, go on. so you gotta wait for wait in the queue to get in the game then it has a home base world or whatever where you can talk to the different npcs and uh go out on your mission then the when you go on your mission it was it was Fortnite like where you sit in like a queue screen with the other players oh and you right. can go on. Oh yeah, and by the way, it's like published by Epic Games. You know, mm-hmm. Fortnite yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. And so like there's all these kind of like funny UI elements that are like clones off of Fortnite. Like when you're waiting two minutes to begin the mission mm-hmm. and it shows like the players, like your group members or whatever, and you can kinda like change your gear. But, like, that was, like, a Fortnite UI element. So it was kind of, like, freaky or weird to see all these, like, Fortnite aspects from Epic Games ostensibly that were, like, living in this bizarre free-to-play Monster Hunter clone. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm I'm trying to say, though. So, anyway, then you sit in that screen and you wait. Then you sit in another screen and you wait. And then... Obviously, the game gets tougher as you level up and yada yada. The monsters probably get a little more difficult, but then each mission was like much it less than 10 minutes. Right. It was between like three and six <laughs> minutes, depending on, on how, how aggressive. Yeah, like yeah. how aggressively everybody like wailed on the monster. Or oh, yeah. And then I remember seeing the like bonus if you kill the monster in less than three minutes. So it oh actually, right. it, it wouldn't like be unreasonable to spend it's like at least four to six minutes queuing into this mission and kill the dinosaur in three minutes and then you're done right that yeah that was like another terrible aspect but like there's lots of games kind of like that but the loading screens were like at least five minutes do you agree with that like the load different like to get from like the end of a mission to your next mission in dauntless you were waiting like at least four minutes if you went quick but if you kind of like looked at the menus and stuff, you or were like crafted one item. Yeah, you're up you to like were 10, like yeah, minutes. like ten, mi- even fifteen minutes between missions, and these were missions, missions that they could last three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Three so minutes. like it was a game that like if you look at it, probably if you had a chart, like a a bar chart, the amount of time playing would like comprise like twenty percent of the chart, and then the amount of time spent like in load screens and menus is like the other eighty percent. And so that was like that was really irritating about Dauntless, but oh uh, yeah, yeah, it made us <coughs> it made us think more, especially because we play together and we play every game together. So when we're in our respective menus, or wha- it's like a real kind of boring, nasty, right. dead time. It's downtime. It's, just like it's downtime, <laughs> especially when there's like two people in the room and you're looking oh at yeah, your crappy yeah. gear or whatever. Uh, right. So it's funny because like we're probably more sensitive to oh the yeah, amount of time, how much you time spend we playing waste. the game. Mm-hmm. But like it's really true that there are games that will just pit you in menus for like most of the freaking time you're playing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you don't get to like do very much gameplay. Um, Dauntless, definitely a game in that genre where you're just like mostly in menus and then there's these like kind of bizarre short-lived instances that are like a little bit intense and then it's over quickly. So short-lived. I don't know if we've played any other game that had like an actual kind of like three different load screens for a three-minute instance. That's just, that's just insane. Right, right. 
and we were thinking about, you know, in Fortnite, I think they're like 40 minutes or something. In At the mission length. 20 to 40 or something. Right, in Fortnite, there were some missions that would last, like, always last, like, 15 minutes or 18 minutes. Like, remember, like, Rescue Survivor. Oh, yeah, yeah, there were some So, like, you were guaranteed, like, 18 minutes of play. But then there were the more open-ended ones where you could, like, begin them early or you could, like, build. Oh, yeah. Build a, uh, like, a fort and, like, stretch the game out to like 40 or 50 minutes and then if you remember um in monster hunter remember how the missions were like always 50 minutes Mm -hmm. and like you were expected to like play for like you know around 25 to 40 maybe 50 minutes Mm -hmm. and And we're the ones where you you could kill all three monsters um so those 40 minutes that that was interesting in monster hunter just because some of those bounties i think they were called um, some of them were harder because they had shorter time limits. So, oh like, yeah. remember there was, like, kill Anjanath in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and you would get, like, the gold rewards or whatever. So, any like, that was, I forget what we're talking about. Um, oh, yeah, well, we were trying to come around to thinking about the just, like, terrible instances in that Dauntless game. Oh, I was trying to say, like, when you're sitting there with, like, in between three different load screens with, like, all those NPCs and, like, trying to craft something. Then you get into that three-minute menu and you're, like, straight back there again. You really uh, just want to turn off the game and go to sleep. Right. There's, like, nothing more kind of boring and your mind starts to wander. Anyway, so what we ended up playing and we're coming around to is we started playing Division 2. Yeah, so... We played Dauntless for like a day and we couldn't like really do it. Did we try anything else in the meantime? I think uh, we might have, but I can't, I can't remember. remember but we picked Division 2 back up. And oh, I, we, w- we had been playing Warframe a little bit. Oh. And Warframe <laughs> was annoying for the exact same reason. Yeah, yeah. Warframe, um, short missions. Yeah, short First missions. First of all, like the missions are real short. And in Warframe, the missions are not very engaging either. Or else they're, like, really involved in, like, irritating, like, those spy missions. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. I, I kept uh, whining about Warframe. We had tried to play it, like, years ago, and it's just you go through the tunnels, and the enemies are in the tunnels, and you kind of progress through the tunnels, and the enemies are in the tunnels, and it's like I can't keep uh, getting interested in that, like, exact same type of moving through a tunnel. Right, and, and yeah, we came back to Warframe, like, three years or... Maybe a two years, yeah, something yeah. like that. And, like, it was, like, the same tunnel. Yeah, yeah. And this but time we played it enough to learn that, like, the combat and stuff is pretty cool. It's right. pretty, yeah, like, the cool and open-ended. It's one and, like, of the cooler combat systems in, like, among all games we've played. Like, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. But, like, the missions, like, they, they're short. And then between each mission, there's, like, those annoying, like, the stupid flying. Oh, yeah, the flying spaceship. Yeah, the flying spaceship. So you, like, come out of your Warframe mission and you, like, move your spaceship around. Then your guy ends up being, like, inside a bigger spaceship. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of, like, sit there and, like, look at your, like, mods and gear and then look at the map for a while. And then you, like kind of like wait a bit you load into another mission and then you got like your spaceships and like you've been like between the spaceships it's been like 12 minutes and then like each spaceship screen is about a minute (laughs) and a half so like you spent 15 minutes like in the spaceship in a different spaceship doing nothing and then you're queuing into like a mission that might last you six minutes Mm -hmm. 
And like if you're lucky in Warframe, some of those missions are like maybe twelve or fifteen or something like that. But then also we were just having trouble even like staying in the same group and completing missions. Remember in that? Warframe? Yeah, yeah. Like remember something how like wrong. we were trying something to do a wrong. mission and like Genevieve got like booted out of the group. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the strange open world parts. But anyway, we playing Warframe, most of our time was spent somehow like fighting the Warframe UI instead of actually like hopping around and like killing other like killing monsters or whatever. But I will say I played the PvP for a second. That was okay. But um uh, I I I guess I don't want to talk about well, it. Well, after playing those games we were so happy to click into division oh and, right so and yeah be able to like play continuously for like 40 minutes or an hour or however long we kind of wanted wandering through a map it was like such a pleasure that we were gonna stick with the game a little more I oh think right we, we played it a little while ago just a little bit but yeah like when it first came out we played it just like a little bit but i forget what we, what oh yeah game. so Funny thing about that, when it first came out, we played it a little bit, and we both got that. For our, like, first skill, we got something that just... Um, oh, we got just a terrible skill. It was, like, reveal enemies rev on yeah, the map. Yeah, revealed enemies on the map. Right, maps. and, like, the whole time, you're just, like, in Division 2, you're, like, looking for enemies anyway, so it, it wasn't a great skill. Well, so anyway, we thought, or I thought that it was, like, mainly a shooter game, and... uh <coughs> that the skills were kind of like a little bit utility skills, not damage skills. And then this time when we turned it on, we were kind of shocked to discover that you can, uh, it the skills are really <laughs> useful and it oh <laughs> it's right not something right. so crappy as just showing an enemy that you could have seen on the mini-map anyway. So that completely colored our impressions of it the first time we played it, that we both had such a junky skill. And when you're in the low level, it, it, t it takes a little while before you can pick another skill. So I don't even think we got there the first right. time we played and it. And so this time we kind of like, we picked the stupid turret, like a stationary turret. And like, it's it's pretty good. It's like, it'll, it'll help you like get through, especially the early levels when you like, you don't even know how anything works. Yeah, we've but been having a ton of fun yeah, playing yeah, it. Yeah, the skills are, like, cool. Um, I kind of want to talk about just, like, my first kind of, like, impressions about Division 2, which I want to talk about even, like, way back when, when we first tried Yeah, it. yeah, go for but it. But um, Division 2, it's, it's, like, a gorgeous game. Like, the, the game engine is, like, one of the most, like, advanced I feel like I've ever played. And, like, the movement and the motion and the shooting and like the way the cover works and just everything's like really well done and the user interface is really well done and so it was like impressive just like experiencing that stuff and like they really are in that game like way beyond what like a lot of other games are doing just and so like the combat is like hyper realistic the shooting is hyper realistic um you really, like, feel the gravity in the game. Like, overall, it's just, like, really well done, which isn't to say that there's, like, nothing bad in it or that, like, other gamers don't have, like, criticisms, but just, all like... All the environments and... All the environments in the game are so detailed and... Right. It's, it's like, a pure pleasure just even to, like, move your character forward through, like, the street scenes and then 
there's like um one scene in particular <laughs> that really struck me was like they have you go into a planetarium and it's like it has that same kind of like starry sky map that they have here in Chicago like Adler Planetarium and then they have you doing like a full-on firefight in the middle of the planetarium and it's just like when the game is rendered so hyper realistically it really like transports you to be like to have like a guy in those situations just like fighting or shooting or whatever so I thought that was kind of like a cool thing it's like it's like a way the game is like different or something or like it's something you can experience in a game that like maybe in other games it hasn't been done. I'm sure it's been done in like many other games, but it's a good experience in particular in Division 2, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and we haven't played the other di- Tom Clancy or right division games or anything right and i'm really i really want to read a tom clancy book now (laughs) because the more that we play the game the more i'm curious what the heck is actually like the plot or going on in it oh yeah we usually listen to music so we don't hear right we don't pay attention to like the story but if you want to know what like the division really is about it's like being kind of like a cia operative in post-apocalyptic america and it's kind of, like, violent and nasty in that way because, like, you really are just, like, a covert operative guy. And you're, like, going around ruined Washington, D.C. And I'm pretty sure it's all, like, modeled on actual Washington, D.C. as it almost, like, exists today. But yeah, I was curious about yeah, that, too. Yeah, so like to find out yeah. So, yeah, it's, like, a game where you're, like, CIA man. That's, like, what it is. Oh, but another thing I want to say is we came to Division not really playing shooters. Like, Genevieve doesn't yeah, well really like shooting we games too much. We played Fortnite. Yeah, we played Fortnite. We played Borderlands. But we didn't really play shooters too much. So it's kind of, like, cool how you can be into those, like, RPG aspects. And then Division is this kind of, like, bizarre shooting game that's also just has those, like, kind of standard fair like mmorpg like loot style you know what i mean where you're like kind of like building your gear and choosing your stuff and so it's like kind of cool where like if you're more into rpgs you might actually kind of like division two and like how the progression works and you might be able to like get into a shooting game that way yeah yeah and, and make use of the skills i wanted to say that the movement the way you move in Division 2 is pretty cool. Um, you were kind of comparing it to Naruto that had all this kind of, you could uh, jump and propel yourself in the air and like stick to the walls. Oh, and then in Warframe, you could stick to the walls and kind of creep yeah. along the walls yeah, like, like, a cre- like a spider or something. Yeah, you're really like a spider in that game. And then in Division, you're like a, a roach. I guess you're like a cockroach. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you creep along the uh, obstructions in the cover and then... Uh, kind of interact with them interact with them in that way where you're kind of sliding along and right and like yeah the whole game really just like works on that cover system where like when you're behind the cover and you're using it you're like effective and then if you don't you just kind of like die right away and then the game is really like smooth and how it lets you like interact with the cover you know how you can like find the cover and then you can point your cursor at another piece of cover and there's like a so command. So you can roach along. From yeah, here you to can there like sprint along like distances. a bug or a mouse, yeah. and then get, <laughs> get like, like behind. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. It's well done. Um, 
the vaulting like you it would be just amazing if it also had the warframe spider wall sticking to oh to yeah, propel yeah. Yourself <laughs> up there but it's not supposed to be just unrealistic and bamboozling right and it's it's pretty cool though because like you can really see how when the game has like a nice movement system you kind of like remember it you know yeah yeah and how it's fun to play within it and try to right and that's like pretty cool though because part of like what makes the division kind of like charming to do is you can kind of like almost amuse yourself just like moving your guy between cover and when you can do that and then there's like combat and like missions and experience or levels or whatever on top of it it makes for like a pretty decent game yeah and like we were talking about earlier <coughs> excuse me it's amazing to be able to just kind of play as long as we want. Oh, right. We can come into, like, a new, I don't know, neighborhood or whatever they are in D.C., and then they have different uh, quests or whatever on the map, and you can sit there and do as many as you want without even changing your gear oh as right. long as and you want, without being, like, booted back to, like, home yeah, base, like without no load screens. No load screens at all, like, just, yeah. right? Like, are there even any? Like, you can go from in Division when 2. When you fast travel. Like, oh so right, you don't so need to fast yeah, travel. You could just walk there if you want. Yeah, you can, like, walk between any area in the game to any other area in the game without seeing a loading screen. So, But if you do fast travel, then you get, like, a loading screen. So, like, you as a player get to kind of choose when you go through that, which is, like, a great, great design aspect. Yeah, yeah, and... uh I'm reminded that Fallout 76 was also like that, but <coughs> there wasn't any fun to be had. <laughs> there right. wasn't, no matter where you walked or uh, what you did, there wasn't any fun to be had. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so we were earlier talking about like the um, the load screens, like in Dauntless and the instance play. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, really, there's such a stark difference between a game where you're, like, forced into instances and then you're, like, going through loading screens to get from instance to instance compared to, like, a game that'll give you kind of, like, if you choose, you can have, like, a 40-minute long play session or, like, you can shoot enemies for two hours or even, like, five hours if you really want to without ever seeing a loading screen. And that makes just, like, such a huge difference in, like, one's experience of a game. Yeah, yeah, and especially for us playing together. Right, right. Uh, so, anyway, we recommend Division 2. Um, I guess it's pretty expensive. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're still little in the game. We haven't tried any PvP yet. Oh, I right. See. There's all these game modes that we haven't even, like... Yeah, we're enjoying... Yeah. Uh, being being babies, yeah. yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah, that's and always like a good part of a game when you can like enjoy being a baby. Yeah, and where all the gear you get is good because <laughs> oh yeah, it's better. Yeah. And like yeah, like we're like leveling up and getting new gear, so that's like enjoyable while it lasts. Yeah, let us know if there's any games you want to recommend to us that you think we would enjoy. Right. So, yeah, w- I guess we're. We went through most of our topics, or all of them, right? So Yeah. So we're wrapping up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks if you yeah, watched so this. Yeah, Let us know actually, what you think. If you've actually sat through it all, um, hopefully you like the video, um, subscribe. Just visit our website. Um, we're still putting up content. We're still doing videos, as attested to by this video. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, anyway... I hope you have a good rest of your day.